let us pray loving heavenly father we thank you for this wonderful evening we're at your feet we want to know from you we want to know your heart we want to know what is waiting for us what is laid for us to have what lies before us and what are the intentions of your heart for us and what's the purpose of our existence in this world and why we are still on this planet you want to know from you hear from you god let your grace let your power let your compassion be revealed tonight let your presence and power prevail upon this entire world all of us be engulfed the rapturous supernatural incomparable unbelievable soaking presence and power of god that we must be lost in you never found again lord but one day christ be found in us in the name of our lord and savior jesus christ we humbly pray amen Glory be to God for this wonderful evening. Let's go into the word straight away towards the meditation based on Hebrew chapter 4 verse 16. Book of Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 is given to us for this evening simple meditation. The Bible says, "Let us boldly go unto the throne of mercy, to the throne of grace." obtain mercy and to find grace which will help us in the time of need which will help us in due season many years ago when he was making research upon this one particular term called due season i was so astonished the way the hebrew text described even though it is written in hebrew the greek language book of hebrew is written in greek language for the jews spread abroad all the references taken from the hebrew bible especially the throne of grace the bible says if you read 3 11 book of ecclesiastes the lord does everything perfectly in its own time in due season And 6022 book of Isaiah the Bible says even the simple fellow will become a nation i will do it in due in the due season at the right time in the due season and when you read book of 18 it's a chapter 8 book of genesis the lord appeared unto abraham and his wife stretching from verse 4 to 12 he was talking about the birth of isaac i will come in due season in the time of need due season at the right time due season what is called the due season the last minute the last minute when you say you cannot go ahead anymore when you say your job is over you can't find a job anymore when you say that you cannot pray anymore 
when you cannot believe anymore when you cannot wait anymore when you cannot give any anything anymore i cannot be in this house anymore last minute due season means last minute that is one of the scriptural meanings for this particular term due season let us boldly go to the throne of mercy to obtain the grace which will help us in due season at the right time if you read galatians chapter 6 6 to 8 let us not weary of becoming the charitable people let us not become weary of doing charities and good things unto others if we do not go weary of doing good things we will reap the harvest in due season at the right time it is nothing but the last minute i cannot wait anymore this is the maximum i can wait i cannot continue anymore i cannot go to this office anymore i cannot be smiling at people anymore i cannot be patient anymore i cannot be just hearing the stories of the people anymore i cannot go on like this anymore this is too much for me when you say that this is the maximum i could go this is the maximum i could stand with which is called the last minute the bible says that is the time the mercy and grace will come and meet you and the bible says we will obtain mercy and find favor in due season my sweet friends this evening is very important when i was in meditation the lord was showing me few things about the current situation some of you are going through some of you have prayed this morning lord i cannot go on like this this can be the last month of my stay this can be the last month of my employment this can be the last week of my ministry this can be the last week that i can do something for you i am totally worn out and finished several years ago there was a great man serving god in sri lanka a place called uwa province a mighty man he was a missionary he was conducting children school sunday school every sunday evening 4 o'clock he gave up his wonderful job he came to the full time ministry he was preaching the gospel for almost 3 years without failing a sunday every sunday evening 4 o'clock the kids will come to listen to his stories and sing songs with him and one day when he was counting the measurement of his ministry he found it was lacking lacking extremely behind his expectation how there are only few kids coming regularly and continuously and no children will come for three four weeks and they will stop afterwards he was pleading with god why are you troubling me like this i come for the ministry having the same job i don't see the result not even six children coming regularly lord if you don't perform a miracle by next week you be sure that i'm quitting this ministry i will check and find out that it's not my call better i go back to this world i cannot wait any longer it is impossible for me to wait and the lord said i know that you are so broken hearted i want to let you know that i cannot bless a stingy man like you you are very stingy not even offering a glass of water to the children how will the kids come and listen to your stories 
give them some goodies to eat some snacks every week they'll come thronging and the ministry will be blessed he was so challenged by the word of god and he spoke to the children i am scolded with jesus because of you i am now compassionately deciding to do something for you next week anybody comes in will be given a special food to eat children you choose what they want all the children said we want an apple we want an australian apple very expensive australian apples those days and this particular man of god was so shocked even he was not having one apple in his entire lifetime to eat the australian apple he said even i have been thinking about it for a long time it's a good choice my children i will do it he went to the market the next week but he told the children already if you are not bringing the kids next week the apples will go wasted please bring as many possible i make sure everyone will have an apple for yourself next week somehow he bought and got a basket of apples and a hundred inside returned to the church waiting for the children to come he saw there was a mob approaching the church he was wondering what was it one of the leading children in the sunday school brought around 500 kids from their states and said pastor i have brought 500 children are you happy about it he literally fell down to the ground fainted he could not handle the shock of it he was wondering what is this how am i going to feed these 500 children with 100 apples then the boy said pastor what's wrong with you why have you gone down are you okay pastor said i'm all right i have got the pleasant surprise given by you the shock is too much for me out of joy i fainted then the little boy said pastor you'll be extremely thrilled to know that my sister brings another 500 from the next village again the pastor literally fainted to the ground he was in a great shock of his life how am i going to feed the thousand children with hundred apples the sunday school was over with a real shivering hands he went to the kitchen but he had no guts to go inside he called the boy the leading boy and said my son go to the kitchen you will find a basket and also knife beneath you just bring both bring the apples and the knife i want to do something here the boy went inside the kitchen and returned the same speed and said pastor i don't know which basket do you mean the kitchen is full of baskets which basket do you mean the first one or the second or the third one and the pastor was literally thrilled excited ran to into the kitchen and he could not believe there were 10 11 baskets in total 11 baskets each basket had 100 apples and the lord said supply my children each one an apple everyone was given an apple 10 basket became empty and the 11th basket was still unopened and the lord said this is the basket you bought in the market have it for yourself i don't need your help to feed my children his ministry changed he became a greater pastor my sweet friends when you think that this is the last minute maybe you say this is the last day i can enjoy my benefits 
This is the last year. I can't wait anymore. This is the last month. I cannot go to the office back anymore. This is the time. You will obtain mercy and grace. The total supply of God's favor upon you. The supernatural provision from above. I am very sure your last minute is going to become the first minute of a new era. Hebrews 10 verse 19 says, He makes a new and living way for you. New and living way. Hallelujah. Not the old, the old and dying way. It's a new and fresh way. And a living way appointed for you. That is the new and living way appointed for your marriage. For your business. For your ministry. Holy Spirit says. Hallelujah. Your last year is going to become the first year. Your last opportunity is going to become a prime opportunity. Your last option is going to become one of the first options. Your last way is going to become one of your first ways. Hallelujah. Do you say that you cannot wait any longer? Do you think that you have come to the last minute of your life? Last minute of your faith and confidence? This is the time of your miracles. The Holy Spirit says, Your end shall become a beginning. Where you end, God begins. Now I see the iron doors getting open for you. Unspeakable miracles are going to take place. God converts your end to be a beginning for you. Hallelujah. There is a new and living way appointed for you. There is a new and living ministry. New and living business. New and living spiritual walk with God. New and living prosperity. Awaiting. He will obtain obtain mercy and favor. Which will help you in due season. There are three meanings for the word due season. One is the last minute. You cannot go on anymore, my sweet friends. The last minute is going to become the first minute of your new and living way. And I come take your attention to the beginning of what happened exactly in the human race when they fell down from the grace of God. What is this throne of grace? The Bible says if you read Exodus chapter 25 from 17 to 22, the Lord was wanting to find a place to meet his children. Why the necessity? Why the necessity arose for God to create a throne of mercy for his own children to come and meet up with him? The Bible says if you read Exodus chapter 19, 16 to 18, and also chapter 20 from 16, 18 to 18 and 19. I repeat, Exodus chapter 19 from 16 to 18. And Exodus chapter 20, 18 and 19. These two portions clearly say the Lord was talking to Moses from the hilltop. When God starts speaking, the earth started trembling and there was smoke. It was louder than the trumpet blown from heaven. People could not comprehend it. They could not handle it. So they said, Lord, please speak through your servant Moses. We cannot handle it. It is too much for us. When people could not handle the presence of God, the voice of God, the words of God, which were really making them afraid, God said, it's okay. I simplify myself. I just make a way for you to approach me. The Bible says he created a plan which was executed by Moses later in chapter 30, 31. And chapter 25, from 17 to 22, he said, especially verse 22, I'll come and speak to you. 
in the throne of mercy, throne of grace. Moses, you can come and talk to me. My sweet friends, God never wanted his people to be unattended at any point of their life. There is a throne of grace in your bedroom. There is a throne of grace in your car. Hallelujah. There is a throne of grace in your church. There is a throne of grace in your business. There is a throne of grace in your in-laws' house. There is a throne of grace in your husband's house. There is a throne of grace in your, your father's house. There is a great throne of grace in your kitchen. There is a throne of grace in your personal room. There is a great throne of grace in your place where you do something in agriculture. God says, I have set the throne of grace wherever you are. Not the throne of judgment, but the throne of grace. Let us go into the beginning of the story. The Bible says, if you read book of Genesis chapter 2, verse 7 and 8, the Lord created man from the dust. He brought him to a garden. It was called paradise. When you read the Old Testament Greek language, it says paradise. God planted a paradise in Eden. Verse 8 confirms it. Chapter 2 verse 8. Then God did something there. He created two special trees along with other beautiful trees in the Garden of Eden. One was called the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Next one was the tree of life. We have been meditating upon it repeatedly so you will know about it better. The Bible says the Lord was commissioning man not to touch or eat this particular evil fruit called the fruit of good and knowledge of good and evil. If you read chapter 2 verse 16 and 17, God confidently, he very sure the man will never because he was so much trusting in Adam. He said, my fellow, this is the only tree you cannot take. It is the forbidden tree. There are millions of trees in Eden. You know about the heart of God. Even though man was taken from the earth, even though the, the earth was dedicated for man to live, it was not God's will for man to live in this world, the outside Eden God. The world was divided into two. One is Eden. Eden was paradise. The Lord wanted man to be in paradise. If you read the 28th book of Ezekiel, 13 and 14, there was a place called paradise, which was called Eden. And the Bible says, Lucifer was there. He was given such a great honor and dignity to stay over there. That's why he says, you were in Eden garden, covered with all the precious stones. You were a cherub covering. You are a cherub having the power and authority to cover the creations of God. There was an Eden garden. There was a place where Lucifer was given such an authority and exclusive powers and exhibition of his governance upon the creations. My sweet friends, there was a paradise. It was somewhere. That's why the Bible says, if you read chapter 2, 1 to 4, within seven days, God created everything and put an end to everything. And he even observed Sabbath. After that, after the seventh day, the Lord, after man was created, God brought down. The Bible says, he planted a garden. In another translation, he brought down a garden from somewhere. He planted it. Such a huge garden. I say again, the entire world was divided into two. One was Eden Garden. The next was outside Eden Garden. You know something? Man was not meant to be living 
outside the garden he was created from the dust of the earth but he was not meant to live there you know something you are born in certain situation you were created in certain background you are not meant to live there god has not meant you to be there and he created eden garden for you he brought the man inside the garden which means he was created outside he was brought in so the world was divided into two eden and on non eden inside the garden outside the garden that is why the bible says if you read song of solomon chapter 4 12 13 and 14 the bible confirms that the church is considered to be a garden well hedged and it has been well covered and well protected anyway the garden was having three important one god himself then the presence of god and the provisions of god everything was available over there my sweet friends there is the garden appointed for you there is a sealed garden there is the wall around you there is the kind of a protection provision which separates you from this world there is something called the presence of god my sweet friends the earth was enjoying four great rivers flowing from eden garden you can read from verse 9 onwards the bible clearly says and the whole earth was watered by just four rivers which was flowing through the garden those four rivers were meant by garden meant for the garden of eden after the garden was satisfied the water can go anywhere to satisfy the earth the man was not meant for the garden but the bible says he disobeyed god he took the forbidden fruit the bible says if you read 317 book of genesis the lord said because you did not obey my word and you can consume the fruit which i forbid that you should not take and taking out of this garden i'm chasing you chapter 3 and 24 it has his heart was broken into pieces he was out of compulsion out of no other choice he sent the man out of the garden his heart was broken there was a royal family in southern india several years ago the crown prince was making a mistake and the king said let this crown prince be exiled to the eastern countries and he was given two huge boats he was to be exiled the queen came running all the way from a personal room hearing this sad story she came and fell down at the feet of the king please do something i cannot miss my son the palace is empty for me without him i have been dreaming all through my life that he will become king one day my dream is shattered please allow me to go with my son i cannot be in this huge palace enjoying the absence of my son i is too much for me please take me out the king finally said okay out of no choice i do grant the permission to go with your son and the two boats were sailing all the way to the sumerian islands my sweet friends even the lord did the same thing he could not enjoy the emptiness he could not suffer the absence he could not handle it after he sent him out and sent them out he could have been mourning inside the garden and he said 
I cannot miss my children. I have to do something. And he created a plan, a special plan to restore them. That's why, my friends, he could not be inside the garden. The Bible says there was a, a protection, a kind of, a, um, nowadays we call it security systems. God put a security system there. Verse 24 says, he set up cherubim, mean plural, several angels. They were having the revolving sword. The swords which were running through all over the garden that nobody can enter inside. My sweet friends, for us to go inside, there was a kind of a sacrifice needed. That's why Hebrews 10, 19 says, he tore his flesh into two. He had to go back to the garden first. Why? Revelation chapter 2 verse 7 says, the garden was redeemed. It was set for us in the entrance of heaven. When you go to heaven, the first thing the Lord does is He takes the fruit of life from the midst of the garden and gives it to you. Today's subject is forbidden but not forsaken. The Lord forbid the human beings to enter into the garden again. Adam was forbidden. You cannot go to the Eden garden anymore. There is a way to Eden garden which is covered now, closed. It is not finished. You cannot go back. But I have a new way for you. New and living way. My sweet friends, we have got so many things forbidden for us in this world. The garden was forbidden. But God was not forbidden. His love was not forbidden. His provision was not forbidden. His follow-up was not forbidden. The Lord forsooked the garden. He started following the human beings. Chapter 4 onwards, he was with his people. He followed them. He went with them. He was with them wherever they went. He could not forsake his people. When Adam left the garden, even God left the garden. He was following him all through, even today. My sweet friends, there are so many things forbidden in this world. There are so many blessings forbidden for you but you are not forsaken. Hallelujah. God is having something greater than that, more than that for you. And there are several incidences we are going to meditate today to know the love and power of God. My sweet friends, when you are considered forbidden, which means you are not wanted over there, you are not eligible to that place, you are no more qualified to go over there. But the Holy Spirit says, no, there is something called, I have not forsaken you. Even though you are forbidden, you are not forsaken. You are still given an exception to enjoy the blessings that you missed out. That is what we are going to see today and enjoy the benefits of God. Many years ago, there was a mighty prophet who was serving the Lord in African continent. When he used to preach, people will come in squares of kilometers and one day he was seated in his platform he was looking unto the people and God opened his eyes he saw the reality of his people God said look at my people reality of people and his eyes were opened but in the real realm the people were so dark so tired so weary so sick 
they could not go back home no money to go back full of sickness and poverty then god opened his eyes he saw there were thrones all over the ground he could see people were seated in the royal robes and crowns set on them and there were colors and rubies and all kinds of glittering stones shining over them and he could not believe that he was standing in a kind of a huge coronation celebration he could see the royal assembly before him and he was just rubbing his eyes once more and saying lord what is this i am serving you right now in africa people have no money to come to the meeting be transported how they are looking so like this then god said this is my eye i have given you my eyes to see the reality the real blessings i hold i have got for them they are not beggars they are not people to be considered simple they are my royal children these are the blessings i have got for them he said god i could not believe that is it true that you are going to bless them like this then jesus said in 20 years time this country shall come under a great prosperity you will see the people attending today's program shall become multimillionaires they will be having farms and lands they will become the diamond merchants they will become royal priests many of them will do the ministry and the prophetic word came exactly within few years time there was a mighty revival there was a revolution in the industrial revolution there were freedoms and 20 years later of course the preacher was already dead and gone to be with the lord the exact thing happened hundreds and thousands of people got delivered from sin and sickness and the land became so precious my sweet friends today may the lord open your hearts your eyes to see the reality of god i want you to see this world as jesus says you are going to see that deuteronomy chapter 23 verse 3 says there are two communities totally expelled from the early assembly of the old testament church the bible says the monites and moabites they are totally excluded they are abandoned they are forbidden to come into the church they are forbidden they cannot come back into the assembly of god to many reasons The Bible says if you read Genesis chapter 19 37 and 38 the birth the way the children were born were not considered appropriate in the sight of God God said I have forbidden them but God had to change his mind the Bible says if you read book of Ruth chapter 1 if you read from 7 onwards the Bible says there was a girl added to the family of a family of Naomi the bible says she was attracting the attentions of god and god would not say no to her chapter 1 verse 13 to 15 she said my mother in law naomi your god is my god your city is my city your people are my people i will go where you go i will abide where you abide and i will die where you die i will be buried where you will be buried the lord's attention was seized upon this girl God said I cannot let her go she must be brought into my kingdom she won the attention of God by her fervent love towards God and his people the same thing happened in the book of judges chapter sorry Joshua chapter 2 and Joshua chapter 6 there was a person called Rahab she was a kind of a person belonged to different society 
the bible says if you read 621 book of judges book of joshua even the donkey and animals of jericho must be killed and destroyed but verse 25 says rehab and her entire family they were living amongst jews and israelites even till that particular day forbidden people that god said no i have to take them in because they love me they want to me they really accept me my sweet friends i tell you something there are so many people forbidden in this world by the society by the laws by the communities the lord jesus christ is going to show them compassion hallelujah hallelujah hundreds of people wanting to come to jesus but they are forbidden by law forbidden by communities forbidden by the societies forbidden by big people but the holy spirit says no i cannot forsake them i have to bring them to my flock this is what he is going to do through the gospel he is going to empower you to bring the forbidden people into the flock of jesus the holy spirit says i am going to send you into the interiors the places where people are stopped they are not allowed they are not let loose he will go there bring them to the flock of jesus anyone who is forbidden by this world forbidden by the law i am going to bring them into the flock of jesus through you the supernatural power of the holy spirit shall be revealed through you that anyone who is religiously forbidden socially forbidden to follow jesus you will bring them the gospel of jesus and you will lead them to jesus the holy spirit is going to do that for you hallelujah the forbidden community you may say that oh they cannot come to church they cannot follow jesus they cannot be part of the gospel meetings they cannot sing songs they cannot hear the gospel no in this year 2021 there is no community which will not hear the gospel of jesus christ i am bringing you people to your doorstep those who are communicate forbidden stopped and removed from the societies and communities excommunicated people i am bringing them to you the refugees the people who could not afford to stand on their own feet i am bringing those people to you forbidden by their own people and community i am bringing them to you they are forbidden but they are not forsaken by god hallelujah hallelujah and what about you and me there was a person called moses the bible says if you read the second chapter of book of exodus pharaoh was so ferocious and furious pharaoh said any male child born in hebrew family should be thrown into water that was the time moses was born and chapter 3 the bible says he was born in the place the male kids were forbidden to be brought up into the family he was a forbidden child and the bible says he was thrown into the water with a basket of bulrushes hallelujah you know something the miracle happened he was forbidden to exist by the pharaoh but in the same pharaoh's house the lord was making this fellow live in this world prophet moses was living in the palace in the same palace where the decree was pronounced joseph says the king was given a astro astrological statement by one of the 
evil prophets and evil prophets said pharaoh be sure of something there is going to be a child born against you he will dethrone you when the prophecy was spoken joseph says little boy moses was seated on the lap of pharaoh himself and looking at this evil astrology my sweet friends he was forbidden to live in this world and then what happened he was forbidden to stay in egypt he was thrown away from the land of egypt and god sent him to the faraway places you know something moses was forbidden to come back to egypt but the lord brought him to egypt you know why he wanted what he was a wanted person by god he may say many times that oh nobody wants me in this world that is wrong he was such a wanted person how you are wanted satan wants you so much you are wanted person in the kingdom of satan satan wants you that is why he chasing you from your birth he wants you cinema wants you this evil world wants you the evil girls want you the evil boys want you the advertise the commercial people they want you the big business people they want you they want your service they want your strength they want your money they want your ability they want your youth they want you all these latest corporate companies they want you but you say that you are not wanted by no the world wants you but for a different reason to take out things from you to empty you to exhaust you to finish you to rob you they want your youth your beauty your strength your ability in every company there is a vacancy what for to rob you they are just throwing peanuts for you they suck your blood they want you the advertisement companies they want you the political parties they want you the election the leaders they want you for election they want you you don't think that you are not wanted you want they want you your mother wants you maybe your father wants you i don't know the exact reason why they want you but they want you. and somebody one wife told me brother i need my husband not for anything he's sending me 100000 from abroad every month i am enjoying my life let him be there let him work there i want my husband because he takes care of me this world is wanting you for a different reason they you have something for them something to give them you've got something to spare for them the whole world is wanting people what for to get something from you they want your time they want your attention they want your beauty they want your strength they want your talent they want your capacity they want your skills and skill calibers they want your personal attractions the world knows you have something to offer skill and caliber you have for you and you have with you you are wanted by this world till you are emptied till you are finished till you are drained till you are sucked out an old parents they came to one of the government offices just to put the signature they said our house belongs to our son this was a statement made by the old parents before the registration officer the signatures were recorded you know something the only son never even never even took them back from the government office mommy daddy 
find your own cab this is address of the old age home you may better go there i'll come and see you there late they were shedding tears in front of the government office my sweet friends you are wanted in this world only till we have something for this world the world is very cunning they wanted by your friends your relatives your own family members you are highly wanted but you think that you are not wanted you are wanted in a very different way but there is a kingdom of god which wants you jesus wants you you are wanted person in the kingdom of god you are wanted in both places moses was wanted by the king for execution and the heaven wanted him for bringing the people from execution the king wanted moses to kill him and the heavenly king wanted moses to give life and the earth was the world was wanting moses to finish him and the lord was wanting moses to be given such an authority and blessing to become a prophet he was wanted in both places david was wanted by king saul that king would kill this fellow from 18 to 30 book of first samuel there was a chase happening the bible says saul was chasing david all through his life he was a wanted person but also in the kingdom of god now that is the problem jesus wants him satan also wants him. heaven wants you the hell also wants him. the kingdom wants you the world also wants him. there is a huge demand for you so don't underestimate yourself don't think that you are useless no no that is wrong calculation you highly wanted but in whose hand you are going to be you are going to be in the hand of god who will never drain you but will bless you who will never steal from you but will honor you with his possessions who will never finish you but always give you a beginning in whose hands you are going to be wanted person god took moses to the place of his wantedness the whole society was wanting this fellow the kingdom said moses you are wanted here moses was so worried god i cannot go back the bank is there the credit card is there my old records are there my previous life is there there are so many evidences against me there are so many things which are standing against me my own people could not take me back but jesus said no you are a wanted person in my kingdom i need you the forbidden man went back to egypt to bring salvation and solution to the people the holy spirit says there are so many business people watching this program you have been forbidden you have been stopped you have been given no chances anymore to go back to the same field of your existence same field of your ministry same field of your business the lord says i am taking you to the same forbidden job the job which is denied which is deprived which is taken out of you same position same authority i am taking you back to give you back says the lord thank you jesus hallelujah hallelujah you are denied visa to some countries there i am taking you back says the lord you are denied employment in certain companies i am taking you back says the i am taking you back says the lord you are denied certain access into certain societies i am taking you back says the lord you have been thrown away sent away from your communities 
I am taking you back says the Lord yes I am taking you back to the same place of where you are forbidden stopped and denied when people say that you are no more wanted over here that is the place where God wants you to go back he is taking you back to the forbidden places my sweet friends you are such a wonderful person today you are wanted in the kingdom of God Jesus wants you He literally wants you. He says, you are wanted in my kingdom. Your mind is wanted. Your soul is wanted. Your life is wanted. Your house is wanted. Your fa- father is wanted. Mother is wanted. Your child is wanted. And one poor lady came and told me, Sir, I lost my husband. I have a 12 years old girl. There was a boy working in the same department. he wanted to marry me he said madam i want to marry you but i don't want to have your child in my house please send her back let someone of your family members take care of your child i cannot love her the love is not coming from my heart so let the grandmother or somebody take care of your daughter but i will take care of you you are much wanted i know i'll be happy with you but jesus christ says no if you are wanted your wife is wanted your son is wanted your daughter is wanted your house is wanted your car is wanted hallelujah oh you everything is wanted for me i take up your failures i want it i take up your bank loans i want it i take up all your bankruptcies i want it when i want you i want everything of you but the world says i want only you not your failures not your pain i want only your joy not your pain i want only your company not your burdens i want only your money not your pain we don't care about it but the holy spirit says no you are wanted along with all your burdens you are wanted along with all your credits and loans which are troubling you you're wanted along with all your pains all your agonies all your past present and future you're wanted as a family you're wanted as a society you're wanted as a church you're wanted as a community you're wanted as an office you're wanted as a company you're wanted you're wanted there was a big huge insurance company there was a ceo under him there were around 12000 people working One day there was a misunderstanding between the board and the CEO. And the CEO said, Sir, I am not interested in my own welfare. I am concerned about all these 12,000 people who listen to me day and night. And you want to do something for me. Even these 12,000 employees, you please remember. The board said, No. we are not going to consider it then then god performed a miracle he was in touch with some of the men of god and said i cannot let these people go please pray for a miracle there god performed a miracle a british company came in between they had a negotiation with this boy and said sir you are wanted your wisdom is wanted your experience with different companies are wanted but what is your condition 
tell us your price he said if i am wanted please take my people also they will work for me they will be diligent they will lift his company up after much discussion the british investor said yes i will accept all the 12000 people they were all working from different parts of the world even jesus says when you are wanted but wanted not as a person as a family big family full family complete family hallelujah hallelujah i want you as a whole wholesome de- demand i want you as a family as a ministry as a church as a nation jesus says i am not only wanting you i want every moses i, I want every one of you i want all the 600000 people i want everyone this is the message of the lord jesus christ for you if you are wanted you are wanted as whole as whole but the world is different the world will say no no i want only only your love only your money i don't want any one of your family members but jesus christ says i want you so you can keep your palm upon your heart and say i am a wanted person in the kingdom of god i am wanted along with all my needs i am wanted along with all my burdens i am wanted along with me all my family i am wanted along with all my society everyone in the church members is wanted everyone over there is wanted the lord jesus says you are a wanted person today in the kingdom of god everything of you is wanted so please don't underestimate yourself jesus wants you today to do something with you and something for him and finally there was another setup executed in the new testament the bible says if you read first chapter book of acts 23 to 26 there was a question who would be the 12th apostle you must know about the lord jesus christ if you read matthew chapter 10 1 2 3 he picked up 12 apostles and called them apostles and if you read luke chapter 6 from 13 onwards the same story is repeated god appointed 12 apostles and the understanding about the apostles was very different in the early days they thought only the 12 apostles would be the final number of the apostles that was the conclusion that's why peter said now we are 11 people judas is gone if we have one more apostle added then it will become 12 they thought 12 is the final number saturation anyone who is called apostle after 12 he is not counted in a way they were forbidden they were not counted inside they were not called inside they were not considered inside saturation you know my friends when we go into this world you see the saturation engineers saturated pilots saturated agriculture saturated everything is saturated in this world teachers saturated one university sent a notice the teachers are more than the students now no admissions at all saturated when you go to a city hundreds of pastors saturated when you go on this online program saturated you don't find a single slot it's all full in every faculty in this world there was a saturation that's a problem 
and people say sir competition is too much saturation of demand and supply we could not penetrate into the business it's full here the same problem happened in the early church then peter thought 12 is the final number appointed by god but there was somebody called paul even somebody called barnabas chapter 14 verse 14 god already kept him when barnabas was introduced to saint peter and other apostles in chapter 4 verse 35 and 36 he was not called to be an apostle by the apostles he was called the son of the consolation even though he had the qualification to become an apostle he was not counted with the apostle because there was already a final decision made saturated no more intake it's all done it's over but you know god already had someone in his mind some other apostles in his mind hallelujah went beyond the tradition went beyond the system second timothy chapter 4 16 and 17 he says all of us can be but god was with me romans chapter 1 verse 1 1 verse 7 and first corinthians chapter 1 verse 1 second corinthians chapter 1 verse 1 and ephesians 1 1 colossians 1 1 galatians 1 1 second timothy chapter 2 verse 7 in all these verses he repeatedly says one one fact and truth by the appointment of god by the will of god and become their pastor and also first corinthians 9 1 and second corinthians 11:5 he confirms that god ordained him to one of the chief of pastors you know my friends jesus christ now takes you into the world of saturation with a very specially anointed gift and power added to you now in the world of saturation you are forbidden you are not welcome you are not demanded you are not wanted anymore everywhere there is a saturation in this world it's all finalized and filled no more employments possible no more doors are open for you everywhere pastors and evangelists and all sorts of business people already filling this world but jesus says no in this world where you are forbidden to exercise and execute your rights and authority and and you can't even job and ministry there i am coming to help you to make an exception Hallelujah! Saint Paul, Saint Paul became an exceptional apostle. God set him aside for His personal purpose. And Galatians chapter two verse seven says he was set apart to be an apostle for the Gentiles. The order is this: three years the apostles were to be with the Lord Jesus Christ. Then they were all standing in the day of Pentecost, sorry, the day of Pentecost, to witness the glory of God. Saint Paul never had the opportunity to be part of the 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 closet of pastors with the Lord Jesus. He was not given the benefit of standing in the day of Pentecost along with the pastors. That's why he says, if you read First Corinthians chapter fifteen verse nine, untimely born. I am an untimely born. If I was born again before. If he was born physically before, if he was born in Jerusalem before, if he was born in Galilee before, I could have seen the Lord Jesus Christ. I could have followed him. His heart was so broken. You may also say that I am an untimely person. I would have started the business early. 
I could have started the ministry early. I could have been born there. I could have been born in this minister's family. I could have been born in the pastor's family. I could have been born in an apostolic family. Oh, I am an untimely born. Born in untimely places, in untimely atmosphere. I am, I am born out of order. I should have been born in a Christian family, in a godly family, in an anointed family. I could have come to ministry faster. I could have done something more, more than I wanted. I am untimely born. Untimely, my sweet friends. You may think that maybe you started the ministry untimely. You started your spiritual walk with God untimely. No, Jesus says, maybe you are looking forbidden, not wanted because of the saturations in this world. I'm going to make you an exceptional person, a person of greater wisdom, knowledge and authority that you'll be taken into the flock of the apostles. Glory be to God. Ephesians 2.20 says, The church is built on prophets and apostles. Apostles wanted to seal the number to be 12. But the whole world is full of apostles now. You know, millions of apostles. They're enriching the body of Christ. Enabling the believers and edifying everyone who is tired in the kingdom of God. Today there is an apostolic anointing going to fall on many of you tonight. Though the number was not sealed anymore, it is broken. It is now shared into hundreds and thousands of the needy one, wanting one, and thirsty one in this world. Even tonight it's going to happen. The apostolic authority shall be conferred upon you. Even there are apostles in this program already joining me to pray for you. You will see miracles happening. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. There are certain signs with the Lord will execute through the apostles is going to do through you. My sweet friends, in the world of saturation, you are not welcomed. You are considered forbidden to go into certain areas of your desire and dreams. But God breaks the seal, breaks the wall. And to 14 book of Ephesians says, the middle wall is broken. And 27.51, the Bible says in Matthews, the curtain in the temple was rent into two. There is nothing going to stop you. God is going to take you further into this ministry. My sweet friends, there was a great saint called Reeves Havels in Wales. I'm just going to end this session with an example of Reeves, which really touched my heart one day. When Reeves took over a Bible college in Wales, the Bible college was in great poverty. There were only few students joining the course. One day he knelt down and said, God, I don't know what you will do. I will not run for souls anymore. I kneel down in this tent. I want people coming, running from all over the world and filling this campus. Not only the students, but also the money. I need the provision from heaven. The Lord heard his cry. The history says, one single man reaps because of his prayers and supplications. The Bible college started growing in number and also new properties were bought. You know what Reeves used to say? He will go around the properties and he'll find out one building, mansion. He'll say, God, my eyes are fixed upon this great mansion, a bungalow. And 
need this for your kingdom and they will say 10000 pounds he will go with 500 pounds he will go with 1000 pounds the lord will grant that for him and one day somebody said if reeves comes and asks for the building better you give it to him straight away otherwise he will make you give it to him he will do it through his prayer and fasting and his faith and his supplication to god even today that is what going to happen to you i just want to bring your attention on the eden garden once more and conclude with the word of prayer there was only one fruit or one tree was forbidden in the eden garden just one tree millions of trees were there and john milton says all kinds of trees varieties of trees found over there the replica of chapter 22 book of revelation was found over there you can find all varieties of provisions of god god never wanted his children to be sweating for their bread and butter and the provisions what happened because man took the fruit of one forbidden tree i repeat because man took one fruit of that one forbidden tree what happened the entire garden was forbidden the blessed garden was forbidden one act of disobedience plucking the fruit from the forbidden tree caused such a great loss that god had to forbid the entire garden all of the good fruits were forbidden all the comforts were forbidden all the joy was forbidden all the protection was forbidden all the divine provision was forbidden that's what happening in our day to day life when you make a single mistake on the god given plan the entire plan is forbidden for do you know that when god gives a business to you when you practice one forbidden act the whole business is forbidden from you and it is taken out of you when god gives a ministry to you when you have one mal practice when you do one evil practice which is forbidden by god the whole ministry is forbidden to you you are playing with god many times we are playing with god many times god gives a family life you are doing something which is forbidden god said no you cannot touch the forbidden fruit that extramarital relationship is forbidden that unwanted contact is forbidden you are betraying the eden garden the blessedness of the garden you are betraying it with the knowledge of knowing the reality what happens the whole family life is forbidden the whole life goes into bitterness god gives a job to you you are touching something forbidden by the government by the law of god you lose the whole job my sweet friends one forbidden fruit made the whole garden forbidden today i have a good news for you jesus christ is here with me in this room jesus said because of your one mistake one foolishness one disobedience you lost everything the whole blessing was forbidden that grace was forbidden the glory was forbidden the joy was forbidden the wealth is forbidden the great life you had has been forbidden but still 
you are not forsaken by God. My sweet friends, He wants to give you back that golden Eden garden back to you. He wants to give you back to you by His own precious blood. He went back to the garden. The revolving swords tore his body to pieces. And he is restoring that garden for you. The same presence of God, the same provision of God, the same love of God, the same anointing of God, the same gentle voice of God, you are going to enjoy once more. Eden garden is nothing but Jesus. Jesus is our Eden garden. His church is the Eden garden. His kingdom is the Eden garden. He is still wanting you to be part of this garden. My sweet friends, because of one disobedience, the whole garden is forbidden. Maybe your whole life is forbidden in the sight of God. The whole blessings have been taken for captive. You need not much worry about it anymore. I'm going to pray with you today that because of one act of disobedience, you need not lose the whole garden. You need not lose the provisions of God. You need not lose the presence of God. I'm going to pray with you tonight that the Lord, even though forbidden certain blessings from you, is still having compassion for you. That is why the Bible says, let us go back to the throne of mercy with all our boldness. Boldly we are going back to him. Lord, do something for me. Do something for me. Please remember me. I cannot go back to this world. I want to be a wanted person in your kingdom. Wanted as a family. Wanted as a society. Wanted as an entire company. I don't want to be taken out of my cluster of blessings. Please help me, Father. Shall we all look unto the Lord and let us be in prayer. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. There are so many social values you cannot enjoy due to certain mistakes you made. You have been excommunicated, forgotten, suspended, dismissed. You are not allowed to go back. Jesus forgives you. Hallelujah. You are forbidden by medical rules and regulations. And you are forbidden to go around. The medical law says you cannot go. You should be bedridden forever. God breaks it. Hallelujah. Anything which forbids you from doing the will of God, please remove tonight. The Lord Jesus Christ performs a miracle tonight that every standard of this world against you, every law of this world against you, which forbids you, is being nullified in Jesus' name. Yes, then chapter 4, verse 16, the law was against Esther to go into the realm of the king, the courtyard of the king. It's forbidden. Though the own wife could not meet the king, forbidden. But Esther said, no, I am going to go into the chamber of the king, the court of the king. I want to go back to the palace to meet the king. I violate it. I know that God is coming with me. The entire rule was changed and she was accepted. I'm going to pray for such miracles to happen tonight. 
in the world of saturation god is still wanting to exalt you in the world of all kinds of competition till god wants to honor you hallelujah because of one mistake the whole garden was banned they were not allowed to go back so many dear brothers and sisters watching this program you might have gone through such experience of one mistake committed and having have got a huge loss and you have lost your reputation you cannot go back but today jesus forgives you he returns the glory back to you he returns the honor back to you now i'm going to pray for the anointing of the holy spirit to come upon you father i just pray with all my heart for a miracle to happen to everyone even though they are forbidden they are not forsaken they are still wanted in the kingdom of god hallelujah they wanted as family they wanted as society bless them in the mighty and matchless name of our lord i pray for the medical rules and laws against them to be broken all kinds of social laws against them be broken all kinds of unwanted rules and regulations against them be broken all kinds of the laws of their own conscience against them be broken i pray for every human curse against them be broken i pray for every law of the lord which was established in the old testament oh now maybe standing any some of them because they could not believe in your new testamental grace let it be also broken tonight i pray for the marital blessings financial blessings anything forbidden lord be reversed be reversed the social values and spiritual values be well understood in a scriptural way by the hearts of your dear children continue to be with them thank you for being with us lord though forbidden we are not forsaken yet thank you for this word of assurance we give you glory honor and praise in the mighty and matchless name of our lord and savior jesus christ we do humbly pray amen amen may the lord richly honor and bless you and let's pray for each other continuously and we shall meet again by next week the same time thank you for your love and prayers for me good night bye thank you